what it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels and Bleeding Gums. We don't know what the fuck we're doing tonight. Me and Andrew have been hanging out. We're drinking a few beers. We don't even know which show we're doing, but we've got a bunch of questions we're going to ask each other, and we're hanging out. Tell me what's up, my man. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Fuck, who cares? (laughs) How you going? Yeah, oh man, I know everything's good. Everything's good. Loving the dream. Uh, Waiting for Rise next month. Yes. Patiently for the next fucking UK Deathmatch show. Yeah. I was meant to be at uh, the TNT stuff, but yeah. like there was like family problems and things happened, yeah. and I couldn't get down. I was meant to be at the Kumite and stuff and that, but I couldn't get down. So now I'm just patiently waiting on Rise so I can actually go and see another show. So I've got like a month where I've got nothing. So Absolutely. Which is actually quite nice. Which yeah, is quite yeah. nice. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I'm the same. I'm getting pretty close now. Uh, to ICW No Holds Barred invading Melbourne, Australia. We're flying oh, over I for that. Fucking wait for that. Yeah, we're hanging out with everybody at uh, DMDU, which is going to be awesome, and seeing everybody teaming up and having a great time. So, literally, cannot wait for that, man. Um, I guess Are you before- going to have everybody on. Hey, are you going to have everybody on? Uh, um, look, I'm going to have some people on. Before we mm. before it comes to it, and I'm also taking yeah. across my gear and kind of have a bit of an open call out to some of my friends if they want to tee up something while we're there. Okay. So yeah, we might do some live stuff in person, but we'll have to oh, see yeah. how it goes because I mean a lot of these people are essentially on holiday, you know what I mean? And I don't want to take <laughs> up like a lot of the time being like, yeah, cool. I know you want to like check out beautiful Australia, but you want to fucking podcast with a nerd in a bar somewhere. But if they do want to do that, I am available. So tell everybody uh, about Bleeding Gums, man. Let's fill everybody in on your channel or on my channel, what each of us do, and we'll go from there, yeah? Uh, so for me, I started off doing like stupid like music video things that I didn't think were going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just put music I liked because I was very, very sick of uh, listening to... Back in the day, it would have been like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. If you watched like a music video that was deathmatch-related, it was hardcore black metal screamo stuff. Yeah, Part, just non, just non-stop noise or and new metal, just like Limp Biscuit, like give me something to break, and that'd be sick. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, I'm like, can we please get beyond that? It's like I always hate that when like you go, if you go to like a gig and you go and see a band, it's like people think you've got like to dress a certain way, yeah, to see a certain sort of music. You're like, fuck off. So I just made like my <laughs> own like little music videos of like. Uh, of the wrestling I liked with the songs I liked. And some people would send me comments like, man, this fucking music fucking sucks and that. And I'm like, I'm like, who cares? Put it on mute. Put it on mute and put your own music on in the background. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, but, but I started doing that. Um, I think that was just at the very start of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I was just like bored in COVID uh, during lockdown and stuff. And I was like, well, I like... I, I like talking about fucking wrestling nonstop. So I was like, I'll just record something yeah. and see what happens. Uh-huh. And then it was the, I think I was saying that to you before, the very first episode that I, I did, I think, was February 2021, 20, mm-hmm. I think, or something. And it was the one where Kenny Omega and John Moxley had that good match, but like shitty finish, no barbed wire <laughs> match in AEW. That was the, the very sparkless. first thing. Yeah, very yeah. First yeah, I mean, but the, the the first episode was like twenty minutes. The one I'm doing now, that's uploading now, is like two hours. So it's just like you know, like it's like I said to you before. It's like back then, COVID might have been really really bad for a lot of people and a lot of people's businesses and everything. But if you wanted free time, 
it was great. Now there's like eight thousand wrestling shows, and it's like really, really hard to like keep up. But it's good. Yeah, it's good because you've got so much to watch. But like back then, there was like ICW ran in a shed, mm-hmm. and GCW ran like in a field, and that was it that for a month. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but then, then I just, I just kept going from there, and like people, unbeknownst to me, somehow liked it, and so yeah. I just kept doing it. So yeah, yeah. I was kind of the same, right? Like, so I had wanted to start podcasting for years, like years, dude, like on various topics and stuff that I was into. I think first I probably wanted to do comic books. I was like a big comic book head at the time. And then like as I got back into wrestling and stuff, I thought it would be something that would be really cool. Um, But I didn't think anybody would give a fuck like about what (laughs) I had to say. I'm like, I'm far from an expert. You know what I mean? I don't know all the moves. I'm not like a, I can't dissect, you know, storylines and emotion and things like that in the way that some people can. And But I just wanted to like, I don't know, do it because it was fun. And I remember talking, yeah. I used to always talk about it and this guy at work, Aaron, shout out Aaron, he'll never listen to this, but he goes, well, man, what the fuck's a wrestling podcast sound like? And I go, this and I and I play him something and he goes and what's the thing you recorded sound like I play him this and he goes sounds exactly the fucking same just put it up and I go all right then so I did and and that's how it started out it just started with me talking to myself uh, and I didn't intend to do interviews or anything like that I just wanted to talk about wrestling you know so I talk about New Japan so I talk about death matches uh, so I covered the G one. And then it wasn't until like an interview for a, an Australian promotion, which we'll talk about later, Deathmatch Down Under yeah. came around, like the promotion came around. I got really excited and I hit up Joel Bateman. We exist in the same Twitterverse. I think I'm like, do you want to do my show? And he came on that sort of the floodgates opened, you know. And since then I've been doing yeah. interviews nonstop since that point. So, yeah. Yeah, man, no, man. You, your, your shit's really, really good. Anytime I see your thing come up, I'm like, holy shit. Oh, and plus, and like now, you. I think the last one that I just saw was like 114. I was like, holy shit. It's like, you know, like when you keep going, when you get yeah. like that, like so prolific with doing stuff, it's like you can't, you can't stop. Yeah, I've been padding it with you know bonus I mean? episodes, which don't even add the numbers. So I don't know fucking how many it is. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I've seen some of them as well. That's yeah. the thing. It's like I, I, in my brain, I listen to so much stuff and watch so much wrestling that it like fries my like synapses where I have to watch like the same show like three times. And I'm Dude, like, I didn't remember the first I'm like, I don't much. remember one thing of what happened. So, <laughs> but yeah, also we're obviously mutual fans of each other. We got talking and stuff, mm-hmm. and so we were just like, well, let's hang out and drink beers and we'll, we'll talk some shit. So you were actually organized enough to make a little list of stuff, which I've never had yeah. a list before, and I'm very impressed by it. So the first thing... I always, you- I always have lists for everything I do in life. I don't know why. Even if I don't follow them, it's still, it's always good to have a list. It's just like, a, it's just like a, you know, a safety blanket, I imagine. I, yeah. I should probably, instead of being out here, you know, dick in the wind not knowing what the fuck I'm doing I should probably have a list but I don't so it's, it's probably easier doing that though. it's probably like it's probably like a lot less like stressful I mean, like just not you know what I mean yeah I mean, I'm, it's more I'm 100% sure, sure it is but like <laughs> for the style of like the interviews that I do with Faces and Feels I want yeah. it to be like really organic 
and like just yeah. me speaking to somebody, you know? And so mm-hmm. I only have that real one question at the start and then the rest is just off the cuff. I've never made a note in my life. Mm-hmm. It would probably make me sound more professional, but I don't know. Maybe maybe the shittiness is part of the charm. But your ver- <laughs> very first thing that you had in here is pretty obvious and that's how we got mm-hmm. into deathmatches. Both, we both covered deathmatch a lot. Tell me your story, man. How did you get into it? So when I was like 10 or 11, me and my, uh, like, me and my dad like lived in this flat and there's a guy across stayed in this other flat and um more or less he grew weed i didn't know that at the time <laughs> until he got arrested until he got arrested and we saw oh, the fuck. police taking all the plants but anyway yeah. but he he grew weed in this flat across the way mm-hmm. and uh my dad used to get tapes from him like tape ecw tapes this is when i was like six or seven you yeah, see right, ecw right. tape mm-hmm. and also he used to it used to be fucking weird it was like do you know like the band like westlife Oh yeah, isn't a Westlife boy band, right? A Westlife. No, that's take that. I was about to get. Oh, why aren't you bad for good? But that—that's take spectrum of shape. Look, I can guarantee you, I slow danced to it in high school. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Your boy was on the floor. (laughs) Oh, like man, honestly, it was just garbage. But like, my dad used to like uh, see this American woman. She used to like send over like this sort of like crappy Westlife ripoff stuff. And uh, the guy that was selling the weed, his her his daughter used to take this stuff, and in return he would give us tapes. And one of the first tapes I got was like this. I still got it in my attic somewhere, and it, the first ever death match I saw in it. This was a, I would have been twelve. Mm-hmm. Was insane lane against Corporal Robinson when they were stapling lane. leeches to each other's heads. Jesus and on the Christ. same tape, it was it was fucking it was Ian Rotten against Sicknick Mondo. This I think this is for TOD. Two. It was Zandig Mondo. There was a House of Horrors and Mitch Page. There was, you know, the Necro Butcher match where he, uh, him and Pondo and Necro Butcher's arm gets completely fucked up with the light tubes. I don't. I'm it's not like, as much of an old Pondo, school wrestler. Pondo gives him a big suplex. Yeah, Pondo yeah. gives him a suplex, uh-huh. and he lands in this thing. And Necro Butcher's like arms like hanging off. And I was, Doesn't I was like me. eleven or twelve, like watching all this shit, and I was like. I was like, why the fuck is this not on TV? <laughs> and uh, that's that was my first like foreign to death matches. But I don't know if you guys had it like similar uh, in Australia, but in the UK we used to have a magazine called Power Slam. And Power Slam was like a monthly, it was like a tiny little Maybe crappy little thing, magazine that covered like Yeah. It covered like everything. It, it used to cover like WCW, ECW and everything. Yeah. But when like uh, it came to like two thousand and two, two thousand and three, they used to have like full page like spreads of like ROH Best of the best, three PW, mm-hmm. tournament of death. There was like the wife beater fucking uh, John Zandig match, where the were taught. Uh, what, what was the name of that guy that came down and called the bell and the thing? What was he called? I don't know. Frank, I think it was his was name it, Frank Tower. I don't know, but it was all like uh, before my time. Like uh, yeah. when when I tell you my story of how I got into it, it's actually mm. pretty recently, like within the last mm. you know five years, whatever it was. And, and so, like, growing up, I wasn't even aware of it, you know. And now I've been yeah. going back and trying to catch stuff, but it's hard to go back and catch stuff when there's so much fire stuff happening now. And I've only got so much fucking time yeah, exactly. in my life as a grown man, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I'm i aware of a lot of the names that you said, but I couldn't tell you the intricacies of, of that particular match. So so what, what year did you get into death matches then? Like fucking, jeez, I don't know. So now you're making me do math live on air, which is literally a dick move, like if I got to tell you. But um, 
let's have a think. So what is it? Because I've got to factor in COVID, right? And I don't even know how fucking yeah. long that went for. That was like two years of bullshit. Two years. And yeah. then, I don't know, five years ago, maybe something like that. So may, maybe shorter. Uh, so my story, I've told on my show before, but I'll, I'll tell it again for, mm-hmm. for your viewers and listeners, is that um huge New Japan fan. So when I got back into, I grew up on WWF and all that kind of stuff, got out of it for ages. I was in a band and being a cool guy and not watching wrestling. Um, That's what I was telling myself. Uh, I got back into it, got big back into WWE, you know, went and saw some shows, traveled and saw some stuff. But by that time, podcasts exist, right? So then I'm learning about Ring of Honor. Then I'm learning about New Japan. Uh, AJ Styles versus Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom. And I watched that and that was my first Wrestle Kingdom I watched like live and I was like, this is fucking crazy. This is everything I've ever wanted in wrestling, right? So then we start Mm. getting into, um, then we start getting into New Japan, right? And then we go to Japan. So it's my sister-in-law's birthday. We go, we don't get to see any wrestling that trip, but I'm fucking wanting to, right? Nobody else cares. The next year we go back again with a different group of people and we get to go to show at Karakun Hall, which is really, really fun. Oh, my God. Somewhere where I've always wanted to go. I've never been. I always wanted to go there. It, it's so cool. And that was just like a road to show or something from New Japan. There was like an mm. – it was just after Suzuki. This may do the timeline for people, but I'm not going to do it live on air. I don't give a fuck. But it was just mm. after Suzuki – and Suzuki Good returned to New Japan. They'd been on excursion in Nora and been gone for ages. They came back, attacked Okada, and then there was like a multi-man tag where it was like an elimination tag, which is always really fun in New Japan. Suzuki's there. We're terrified of him. Uh, And then the next year, the whole group dynamic of traveling with like seven people or whatever was getting real old real quick, especially in Japan because it's hard to do anything. And also nobody wanted to fucking really like travel the way we wanted to. Because we're like, let's like figure out a thing and like get the most out of our entire time there. And everyone's like, yeah, we want to do it. Yeah. But then you're hungover and stuff and then nobody wants to fucking do anything. But we'll just go anyway yeah, when we're good. completely cooked. So the next year, Mo, Mo, my friend, uh, Amy, my wife, and I go back together. And we're just going to see wrestling, right? We're going to Wrestle Kingdom and then we're just going to see whatever we oh. can. When we're there, how was, was wrestling? It was fucking so good. It was the uh, the, the one we saw. <laughs> oh, we, we've been to everyone since that day, but that particular one. Holy fucking hell. Well, you know, with the exception of COVID, obviously. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the one where Chris Jericho came over and versus Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the, the, the the makeup, the makeup. Oh fuck, maybe it was the one before that. It was it was the one with Naito. What was, that? was that the makeup? Fuck. Jericho was no, no. Well, it was. It wasn't pain makey yet. I think I don't fucking know. My brain is scrambled. Either way, it's the one that headlines with Naito and Okada, and everybody thinks Naito's going to win, but he doesn't. He loses. Uh, So we see that, but we're catching everything we can. And while we're there, uh, one of our friends, Sally, uh, her brother is the wrestler Chris Vice, who at the time is wrestling for Zero One. And she's like, okay. you should go to the Zero One show. Vice is going to be there. And we're like, oh, sick. And we just walk up to the Karakuen Hall box office and we're like, can we get a ticket for Zero One? And then when we're there, uh, they're handing out like show bags in the crowd that give you, um, you know, different flyers for other shows that are going to be on. All the other Japanese yeah. promotions are doing shows around that time. And there's a big Japan flyer. 
I don't look at it then, but we're... And, and there was a bit of that kind of vibe on the Zero One show, but not really what I would then go on to say. And I'm looking through the flyers and this big flyer and it's like strong title and it's like Daisuke Sakamoto or whatever it is. And it's like main event, death match, 100 light tubes, you know, and we're like, oh, oh this yeah. is cool. And I go to the girls, Music I'm like, my ears, they're just know? like, what other shows wrong? We just want to go see more wrestling. And I go, hey, there's, there's this thing. It says it's a death match or whatever. I've never seen it live before. What do you think? And they're like, we don't care. Let's just go. We can drink and like hang out. And bro, when this main event happened, as I said, Abdullah Kobayashi was like a hundred light tube deathmatch and they just start like hanging light tubes on the rope, you know, with the elastic bands, yeah. super efficient. People in the crowd start like putting on ponchos and putting on goggles and all that <laughs> stuff. And we're like, what's uh, what's fucking going on here? This is uh, looking pretty extravagant. And then when it started and like the pops start happening and that visceral and all that kind of thing, we were like, what is this and how do we see more of this? And then that sort of like changed our fandom. Like we're still huge New Japan fans, but then we're like, the next year we're like, when can we get to Shinkiba first ring and see freedoms? When can oh, yeah. we see things, you know? And that's what we did for like another three years then before COVID or whatever it was. So, you know, and we went to... Uh, the last two trips before the world ended, we did month-long trips in Japan where we would just see whatever we could, like, during that time. And it was really awesome. So I've seen him at uh, Karakun Hall a bunch of times, seen him at Shinkiba First Ring a, a bunch of times, both Freedom and Big Japan, and they're some of my favourite shows, like, of all time. There's, there's still, some there, if still, I knew the day, I wish I had it. You could see me on the stage, like, at some of the shows. What did you say? Sorry, uh, it's some of the Shin, uh, one of the at least one of the Shinkeeper first show, first ring shows. You can definitely see me on the stage because like they come out here and I'm just like, what's up? Like yeah. I'm, I'm like on that seat. Like, yeah, straight on the thing. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous because like, that's all I've ever wanted. Like I mean, not all I've ever wanted. That's the thing is like in life, uh, sometimes it's like ah, uh, your missus wants to do something else. Just not <laughs> mine. You're like. Like where, you're like, where do you want to go on holiday this year? And she's like, oh, Italy. And you're like, well, I want to go to Japan to see death matches. You're like, not about it. There's, there's no, there's no really give or take, especially when they hate it, especially when they hate it with a passion. Well, that that probably leads into your next question, and we'll just skip ahead because one of your questions was, yeah. how does your partner feel about death matches? Now, mine is into them, and it's maybe become her preferred uh, type of wrestling, just because she's, you know. She's a busy woman, career woman. Um, mm. Attention span isn't always the longest with wrestling, and she just loves how death matches are like bang, 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 adrenaline, mm. shock, scared, all those kind of things, you know? And all her favourite, like real favourite, favourite wrestlers, with the exception of maybe Okada, uh, is, are deathmatch wrestlers. You know, Slack, Jun Kasai, mm. uh, all those ones. How It sounds like uh, your partner's maybe not as keen, Absolutely fucking hates it. Hates it with a passion. Oh uh, I remember the, the first show Bro. she went with me that was deathmatch was Rise ran a tournament. Uh, it was the Outlaw Cup. Yeah. So it was four guys. It was uh, Caden, Lou, Joe, and uh, Darko. So it was like it was like two two semis and then a main. And the main was the first ever uh, two hundred light tube deathmatch in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um, for the set <laughs> for the first round, um, Darko gives Joe a big like. Definitely driver. Uh-huh. It's a big pane of glass. Mm-hmm. And you guys in Australia, how do you get such nice crisp panes of glass? 
We don't get that here. It's so genuinely, it's, it's like I'm I'm going to be in queue every show and spending sixty pound and buying shower doors, and they've got things attached to them, and I'm having to fucking take them off with knives and everything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but like uh, there's a big pane of glass. It's far too thick. Mm-hmm. He tries to powerbomb through it. Uh, Darko DVDs Joe through this glass and the glass was flying in the crowd all over my face everywhere my girlfriend was hiding in the uh, toilet Yeah, hiding in the toilet really? and she, said, she said there was so much glass that it went through the toilet doors oh, that's sick <laughs> and uh, yeah she she, 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 desp- she despises it I, I think uh, she just puts up with it I don't know why yeah. the, but the, yeah it's she, a little bit surprising to me not, not being like freaked out by deathmatch uh, not having a good time at a deathmatch show that's not something I've seen before. You know, anybody I've, uh, you know, shown Deathmatch 2 has tended to have a pretty good time with it, you know, even if it's just a, a video clip or whatever. You know, they're like, yeah. what is this weird stuff? And then they watch it and they're like laughing and, you know, and kind of shocked and stuff and they have a good time. But, yeah, it sounds like it was kind of traumatic for her to begin with. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like I said to her in advance, showed her in advance what it would be, and then she went there and she's like, I don't like this. And I'm like, it's like, you paid it. You, you came? It's like, well, what, what do you want me to do? It's like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not leaving until the main, I'm not leaving until the show's finished. So, you know, whatever. But no, no, but I, I mean, she still effect. supports me and doing what I do. And Absolutely. She still sort of tolerates me putting up like posters and all this sort of stupid shit. So, <laughs> exactly. So you, so you have a bit to do with the local promotions. Like you asked about, um, you said, how do we have such clean panes of glass in Australia? It's my understanding that we yeah. don't because I've heard tales from Joel and stuff of cleaning that shit up for like ages. You know what I mean? Like tearing yeah, stuff down in his garage where, and where stuff. Do you, where do you get them from? Oh, I, he, where, where building that, sites, I like no donations. Idea. I don't know. I don't know what his rule is. But they're but they're they're perfectly crisp. They're, they're like they're like bit, uh, they're like fucking like um, freedoms panes of glass. They're perfectly crisp. They're at least under the thing is as well. It's like I know this is going to be such a sad loser thing for people that don't care about anything to do with like deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> See if panes of glass are over like four millimeters. Yeah, they're too thick, and it takes so much more effort to like put them to through. break them. But the panes yeah. of glass you get—it's like every single match in DMDU. Oh my god, there's seventeen panes of glass. I'm like, where's the where? Where'd you get them from? I, I, it shocks me because <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking into doing it for like uh, uh for the Rise NHB thing and just getting like somebody like somebody to actually cut glass for me yeah to actually make them for a show and like i, I don't understand it, it shocks me i don't get it we're gonna need to put you in in charge uh like in touch with a pro i've never had anything <laughs> to do with it i'm on the other side <laughs> of the country from all those people so yeah, like, yeah. i'm as far as can be um you had put in here in the questions price of light tubes and i actually looked it up because i don't seem to be very fucking cheap at all i think a lot of them are donated no. but in australia if i was to go to bunnings a local uh, hardware store slash Saturday morning sausage shop, uh, $10.50 each for a T8 for a skinny tube, which is six pounds or $7 US. That's not cheap. So it's more or less the same sort of place in the UK. It's called B&Q. There's also a shithole, which is where somebody got those shower doors from. You could buy one four-foot light tube for... Nine pounds sixty. I don't know what what difference what the, the exchange rate is for that, but it's like mm-hmm. I, I it's it's fucking shocking, and it, it it makes me really really angry when you see these American shows and they're like ah these are Australian tubes, yeah, or these are British tubes, and I'm like I'm Aussie like do you have tubes. any idea how difficult it is 
<laughs> to obtain these. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. $10.50 each, and then you're doing like a 100 light tube death match. It's an expensive match to pull yeah. on. And then, and then you do a tournament. Yeah. Where every show is light tubes. Every match is light tubes. I mean, they get a lot like, donated, the so there's that. I think, I think, yeah. hopefully. I mean, it's, it's like, but, then, but then that's on the onus of people for the, there was a shop around the corner for me. Mm-hmm. They were like, they were just like chucking away. There's like a huge big green like bin for yeah. light tubes. And like, I, I went, and it's, like, it's like my local shop. And I went in and I was like, like I was I, like, well, I was like, can I, I take it. them? Yeah. And they, they were they're like, Please. what? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, can I take those light tubes? There's like 86 light tubes in this bin. And, I, and they were like, why do you want them? I was like, can I take the light tubes? And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no like, question. Bring, bring the bin back. And like, yeah, that's fine. So they're they're all off my attic right now. Yeah. So it's like my the thing is, it's like eighty six light tubes here is like I don't know, easy like five six hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a lot of money. Eight hundred AUD. That's like not cheap in any way. <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> shit. Is what that is. Fuck, I don't know how he does it. We need to get get Joel on your show to tell you all about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly right. Um, So what are some of the other fun ones you've got here? Favourite current federations or feds uh, and current yep. favourites. I tried to make this list for you, but to be honest, I have so many favourites. I guess uh, my main favourites are ICW No Holds Barred, DMDU, Ruthless Pro Wrestling, mm. um. A bunch of a bunch of different ones: GCW, Big Japan, Freedoms. When I can catch them, New Fear City with Cass. How about yourself? Uh, for me, it's uh, Nold Bard's been like a sort of constant in, in my life for like the last two years. Yes, yeah, very very involved in like their sort of like merch thing and everything. But I see them Rise Kumite DMDU. But uh, that's another thing I was going to say is that uh, I like the uh, what's his name, Big Craig. Uh, he's yes. got the stuff that's from Hazen Combat and well, but like that, that that's that, that to me as well is like insane. Where, where I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, surely there can't be death matches in New Zealand, <laughs> and then there's like actually like death matches in New Zealand. And I, I saw a clip of uh, I need to watch that show, I've, I've downloaded it. Mm-hmm. Um, where York gives Horace that big slam, yes, off the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's insane. But like, yeah, but stuff like that. But like, I don't know. Like, is is it just DMDU in Australia for death matches? Yeah. Does anywhere else put on anything? Or uh, I believe there's a couple of other ones that have sort of popped up now uh, in Australia mm-hmm. over in the eastern states. But for me, like Deathmatch Down Under were the first to do it on any kind of scale in a very long time yep. because it was essentially sort of blackballed in Australia for ages. Because that legendary match with um, Mad Dog and Lobo that kind of uh, got on the news and yeah. and caused us all to never see it again. That was that was always the most annoying thing for me as well. Is the amount of times I heard about that, and I was like, the amount of times I've heard I've heard that I've heard yeah. Alex Colon talk about it as well. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, does he mean? I was like, does he mean like CCW Lobo? No, like I didn't know Australia Lobo. Lobo yeah. in my head, and I was sitting there looking it up, and I was like. He can't be. He can't. He never went to Australia, but uh, but yeah, yeah. But I've seen that match now as well. Oh, you said yeah, yeah, exactly. You, know, you can see why it uh, caused the problems that it did <laughs> when it was advertised yeah, yeah, yeah. as an all ages show. <laughs> Kids getting covered I, in blood I, I think and all. You kinds heard of about the? Did you hear about the controversy that happened in the UK like earlier this year? No, what to stop rise and stuff. No. There was a uh, there was some cunts in a company called uh, CCW. Okay. Um, I won't 
I won't abbreviate their name. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, they were doing a family show, and uh, some they used like a weed whacker and uh-huh. stuff and light okay. tubes in front of like kids and shit. Yeah, children. Uh-huh. No, eighteen plus, and uh, more or less like the council were involved and police were involved, and it, it stopped sort of more or less like rise and various other places like getting to do shows for about six months. Really? Yeah. That so sucks. it was uh, so those fucking yeah so those, those people are pieces of shit but uh, but the shows that they stopped it was just like sheer stupidity it's like when you do a death match show you should make it eighteen plus but yeah yeah I mean that's yeah but I mean in, in, general, in general my favorite yeah definitely absolutely all right what else did you have here you had Mount Rushmore of wrestling and of death match wrestling who you got well for wrestling yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so, so for my Mount Rushmore of just wrestling, yes. First, Raven, mm-hmm. always Raven. Okay. I'd say he's my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. Sabu, yeah. Terry Funk, yeah. Brock Lesnar. Okay, so mostly hardcore guys, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, as okay. a lot of my stuff is used up growing up, and then, and then and then Brock. If, if that was going to be like just. Your Not personal, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your personal, yeah. yeah, absolutely. How about you? Um, mine would be Bret Hart, Steve Austin, Triple H, and then I cheated and put LOD in as one single one. But if I'm carving the fucking Rushmore, I'm just going to put them both in together. <laughs> the Road Warriors, okay, they were a huge, fine, fine. A huge one for me when I got started, like as a kid. You know what I mean? Like I remember going through the VHS store looking for anything with those spike shoulder pads and like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and watching anything they had, you know. And Hart and Austin were exactly what they were and that was the first big like real feud that really got me like pumped on wrestling. That would have been like 97. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. double turn at 13, I still hold as maybe my favourite match of all time. And then Triple H was went on to be like my sort of main favorite that was active when those guys were not and then i think going forward <laughs> hey did you, did you like triple h in like 2003 when he was like, i was out of it by then <laughs> oh, you're right. oh, man. The thing is it's like a lot a lot of my friends are the same like i speak to all like, yeah. some of my friends like a, a group of us went to the clash at the castle okay yeah and uh we all went there for like a weekend and like uh-huh. we're all drinking and whatever uh-huh. and like i speak to them and it's all different levels of when they they, they just stopped. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I didn't I didn't stop. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no, I <laughs> fell out of mid, those kind of mid two thousand. So I was like real into him attitude era, you know, DX era, taking over that, doing all that, and then out for ages, and then being back into him when I got back into it years and years later. Mm-hmm. You know, with with everything like that. To be honest, and I think just like running all. NXT and everything like he does. Like I think just oh, his yeah, taste yeah. in wrestling. And I now enjoy. now he now he runs the company. Yeah, exactly. And I think it'll probably <laughs> I don't watch WWE at the moment. I haven't in a long time, but I think if anybody can make it cool again it would be him. So mm-hmm. fair enough. That's fair my enough. Th- my thoughts. Uh, I uh yeah, I enjoy him. As for Deathmatch Rushmore, who you got? Right, it's always it's been the same for many many years. Danny Havoc, okay. Nick Gage, Jun Kasai, Masashi Takeda. That's it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's my... that, that's they've they've been my especially Nick Gage mm-hmm. since I uh, got into CCW very many many moons ago, mm-hmm. and then when I got into Danny Havoc uh, when he debuted mm-hmm. at fucking TOD fucking four, mm-hmm. and he was in that match where that guy got 
blood, got his fucking leg like fucking severed and everything. Oh, yeah, horrible, horrible <laughs> stuff. But yeah, Danny Havoc, him, uh, Takeda, and Shunkasai. Yeah, now that, that's pretty dope. I've got uh, Madman Pondo. Uh, I feel like he was very important to like American yeah. deathmatch wrestling, essentially sort of creating it in a sense. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Matt Tremont, I think, is the most decorated and will probably retire and remain the most decorated American deathmatch wrestler. Nick Gage, I mean, he's the only guy to ever die in a deathmatch and was a big part of me getting into American deathmatch wrestling. And then uh, Jun Kasai, who is probably like the greatest Japanese deathmatch wrestler in my eyes, though I love Takeda. I love everybody that you talked about. I would, but I, would I, say I like, yeah, I never. I, I would say if you're gonna put them like on a, if you're gonna rate them, yeah, I would probably say for me personally, Takeda's probably better. But I, people would hate that. I think I, I know yeah. what you're saying, and I think probably like in a technical aspect and as a physical wrestler, he's better. But I think Kasai has a charisma that not many people yeah, can touch. Is. You know, um, the thing about Danny Havoc. So what's that? I said, and his theme music's better. Uh, yeah, and his theme music is better. <laughs> um, and the thing about Danny Havoc is, uh, though I respect everything he did, he was, like, I never really got to see him active, you know? Like, when I was in it, he kind of came back to GCW and, like, did a match kind of thing, but it was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. Havoc's back. And then, and then, unfortunately, he passed away, so I didn't really ever get a chance to get, like, going with him. You know what I mean? yeah. I mean, it was. It was. I remember the the first time I like I flew to America to see death matches. I went to TOS uh, four, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember me and my girlfriend went there. She was she didn't she couldn't care fucking less. Anyway, she was <laughs> hammered. Uh, I, I had to put her to bed before like during like m- like semi finals or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I remember like speaking to like Danny Havoc there, uh-huh. like speaking to him. He was he wasn't even wrestling or whatever, and then speaking to him there, and then the next time. He was at the fucking showboat. He was his last match. Yeah, and he was slack. But yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would love to yeah. see more stuff from him. I saw that match with Slack, and I was like, "Fucking this dude's awesome!" Great. I can't wait to see more from him. And yeah, and just unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. So what else have we got here? Uh, you put in gimmicks we hate and love. Uh, mm-hmm. So what were you thinking with this one? Well, the thing is, it's like a lot of the times when you watch deathmatch wrestling, DMD is completely different. Usually, I mean, at least the tournament sense. Like, what what do you hate? Like, if you're watching a deathmatch, like, or, or you watching a deathmatch tournament, what do you not want to see? Like, do you not want to see cinder blocks or like like is there something that yeah. you're like that's too much or there's something you think's like fucking stupid? It's like what what do you not want to see? Because there's loads of stuff I don't want to see. I just don't want to see anything barefoot ever. Like I, <laughs> I, I can't handle it at all. It's so cool though. No, it's not. It's fucked up. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with bare feet in real life, and I can't deal with them getting stabbed or things happening to them in matches. I just no. I just can't. I can't. No, 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 no barefoot syringes. No, or... none of it. <laughs> none of anything. No. Uh, for me, I don't like. There used to be uh, there was there used to be a precedent. It used to be in like Big Japan uh-huh. and uh, IWA's coast where they used to have things where like they're in the corner. Mm-hmm. Each in the corners of the ring, each of them, mm-hmm. and a wrestler used to have to like go into the corner, okay, hit one, 
and then it would it fall down. What, like a pinata kind of thing? Traps, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was they hit them, and it's, it just looks terrible, and yeah. it's just like shit. It's just I hate that. <laughs> I'm almost I like uh, the last Dream Tournament was okay, mm-hmm. but like in general, like I'm not really a big fan of like stipulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And death matches. No. If it's a tournament, like fair enough. Uh-huh. But I just just give me light tubes and glass, like it's fine. I, I mean, I really enjoyed in the Deathmatch Down Under tournament, they had the only cans match, which was nothing that but was like awesome. cut cans and stuff. You know, if done well, it can be good. But then some of them are corny. Like you say, Deathmatch Pinatas is, is not cool. Like, if, if, somebody's, <laughs> if somebody's doing York's finish, yeah, it's fine. Jesus. His finish is awesome. Yeah. It's, it, 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 did you see uh, him against Slade at NHB 32? Dude, it was brutal, wasn't it? Oh, fucking, that, was, that matched the night. Instantly, like, Slade might, might be one of my like favorite yeah, death wrestlers going just because he like legitimately terrifies me. Like, he doesn't, just, he, he doesn't care. It's like, yeah. I, and also, I've never met anybody that's like actually spoken to him. Yeah, no, nobody <laughs> exactly. knows who the fuck he is. Like, everybody thinks he's on day yeah, release right, from great. prison. And he, <laughs> I, I don't know, did you watch the full show? Yeah, mm-hmm. every single other person got like the normal, like. NHB like logo thing. Yeah. Slade had a big Slade. And it came out in the thing. I was like, that was pretty cool. Well, it's, it's like it's like the sort of what? NHB Undertaker or whatever he's meant. Yeah, to okay. I I didn't I didn't clock that at the time. Maybe I was looking at my phone or something. When you say that, is it like it wasn't like the the NHB branded graphic, it was just like a, a stamp on there, like he was just like No, no, no it was it was like, it was like there, there was NHB branded graphics for everybody. Yeah. Like Joe, Tremont and everything, like the little chains around them. Yeah. yeah. For Slade, it was just Slade. It was like the whole screen was covered with Slade. Oh really? Honestly, it was just it was totally different. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool, yeah. That's pretty I don't cool. know if that was like a conscious choice. <laughs> or they it, pressed it the wrong cool. button or something, but <laughs> I mean, then again, I have watched the show three times, but but it's fine. Thank you. Okay, you said it more times than me. I I did not have enough time to watch anything (laughs) more than once at best. Um, No, no. I'm trying, though. I'm trying to to get it in there. Um, You were saying that you've got some... um, some plans yourself, like not only to head to some more shows, but also to, to maybe even put on some something. Tell me, tell me about that, man. So basically, uh, in the UK, whenever anybody, obviously yourself as well, DMDU and stuff, they're going to Australia or uh, they're going to the US or wherever. When they come to the UK, they just go to England. Everybody just goes to England or Wales if you're WWE. No one comes to Scotland. There's no death matches in Scotland. Aside from there was one match that they'd done in air and it was Iceman and his son. It was really fucking good. Uh, but my my plan is, and I have sent away for uh, like license and stuff. Uh-huh. I've got venues on board and things. Uh, is to run a deathmatch centric company up here in Scotland. Really? So so yeah. So so that that's that's the plan going forward. Cool. So hopefully March April next year. Wow! And are you going to call it Bleeding Gums, or have you got a whole new name planned? I've got a whole new name. I've got a whole new graphics and logos and everything. Wow. Uh, I just, I think, I think maybe, maybe announcing it on this, just like maybe like a sort of official announcement. Mm, um, that's exciting. Exclusive. Yeah, no, 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 no. Exclusive. It generally is because it's like, 
now that it's like kind of out like in the open it means that i can't just fucking go back no and, like, you can't now you've committed to it you no, can't exactly, just like exactly. backpedal on it you hear that i've got i got venues and i got logos and all sorts of shit yeah. and i got people involved and stuff i know i've sent away for various different licenses um so hopefully that'll be March, April next year, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted for that. Yeah. But that, that's, that's always been my plan, is to try and do something here. That's cool. Because I hate fucking travelling. <laughs> exactly. Just bring it you know to what you. Mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because fuck I mean, I have like, to travel every, to the other I'm side of the fucking country. Rise, <laughs> yeah, like, go down to Rise and t- see that the last fucking Kumite show yeah. I came back from, mm-hmm. it was meant to take me, like, four hours, like, on the train. Yeah. And it took me, like, nine and a half hours to get home. Oh Jesus! Because Why delays the tra- and stuff. The, tra- the train tracks in front of us on this train. It was yeah. during this big, quote unquote, heat wave. The the train tracks in front of us were on fire, and we had to sit there for like on two and a half fire. hours. And, yeah, <laughs> that's an yeah, extreme was, train action. Like on, on fire. So so we couldn't travel because the train. It was terrible. But like that that's that's my plan is to try and do something up here because I know like a lot a lot of the guys that want to come up here and they've said they want to come up here and various things like that but that's the plan anyway it's yeah, to try yeah. and do something up here to save me traveling and to give the other boys like somewhere you know yeah somewhere especially else to people go. flying in yeah they should fly in here absolutely as opposed to flying in there i'm still caught on how train tracks catch on fire because aren't they made of metal i don't know <laughs> I, didn't. I was, I was there, and that was the same morning. This was the day after Kumite. Yeah. Uh, I was. I lost my wallet. Mm-hmm. I lost 180 pounds. Uh-huh. I was stuck on a train for nine and a half hours. Yeah. And then the next day I had to go to work. Jeez. It was terrible and horrible. Sounds but, like my personal you know. nightmare. Though I am a train enthusiast and would like to do that kind of train ride, <laughs> I wouldn't like to do it when I've got work the next day. Huh? Are you joking? No. Yeah, well, the, the joke is about <laughs> Japan, that after you're in Japan oh, at any right. point of time, you become a train enthusiast because you just take it everywhere. And it's the best. And you can get on like a bullet train and just be across the country in hours, you know? Like, so mm. I would call myself a train enthusiast. Not the kind of person that collects model trains and like builds a train set, though that would be sick. Uh, I more mean riding them and sleeping on them and drinking on them, which is mainly what we do. And not giving any money to the film Bullet Train, which is terrible. Yeah, is that not real? <laughs> I mean, have you not seen that film? No, what is it? No, no, no. Have you not seen it? It's uh, Brad Pitt and... Oh, the movie. It. Sorry, I, I didn't catch it. Uh, I want <laughs> to see it because people told me it was good. Is that not true? I mean, don't don't take my advice for anything. <laughs> I hated it. But, I mean, you hated it, it, it might be the best film ever made. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. What a lot of my friends have told me is that it's like a really, really good action film. You don't sound convinced. No, 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 no time for that. Thing is, is I no don't like Sandra Bullock, and I don't like I don't like movies like that. So, ah. you know. but, but Sandra Bullock in it. Star of Speed. Sandra Bullock is in it. No, no, please God, no. Oh, oh you, no! Surefire way to get me into it. The movie. Book Sandra Bullock for it. You you you, you must you must have seen Bird Box at some point. No, what's that? Oh you wait wait well, oh Box. wait wait it's the one yeah I, I know what it is yeah, yeah exactly yeah you seem to that's, think I've got a lot of time in my life which is not really the case. 
<laughs> Maybe like, because I've released 114 podcasts, you think I'm somebody that has spare time. <laughs> but that's not the fucking case at all, let me tell you. They take up all my Science. fucking time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is just don't watch that film. Well, there's no no risk of watching Bird Box. I don't give a fuck about it. Uh, there is risk of me watching Bullet Train, though. I think I'd be into it. It looked pretty. It looked pretty funny. I think. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it's not. I'll guarantee you that it's not. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not funny. And it's not. It's not bad funny. It's not even good funny. It's just kind of. Uh, and it made millions, which makes me sick. Anyway, uh, well, carry on. I mean. Brad Pitt's a very handsome man. You know, you put him in a movie, you're almost guaranteed to make money, right? Print it. Print the money when he's involved. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, he's in that new film Babylon as well. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure, I'm sure he looks handsome in it. It's, and him, it's, him, and, it's him and Margot Robbie. Okay, that's a couple of handsome uh, yeah, individuals. That, that was my accent. A couple of handsome individuals. All right, let's take a quick two-minute break. Because I'm full of full of beer, and uh, let's reconvene in a second. I'm going to put a pause on this, and we'll we'll come right back. Yeah, no problem. Okay, one sec. Cheers. All right. So next up here, we'll briefly talk about our own um, home promotions and stuff. You you talked about you know starting your own thing, but you also talked about Rise and Kumite. Have you been? Uh, involved with those promotions you get to go to them too often besides catching like nine hour trains and shit like that oh <laughs> uh, well, the 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 last nine hour train was the first kumite show uh, i went to they had a lot of fucking problems a lot of fucking council mm-hmm. bullshit and mm-hmm. lots of shit uh, but the the show i did go to was when uh callum butcher was there yes and uh, it was it was very very good, and him against uh, Clint Marger and stuff was awesome. I mean, they had the show before that, and uh, they had Darko against fucking Alex Cologne, and Alex Cologne fucking weed whackered fucking a big bundle of fucking small light tubes into Darko's chest. Jesus. Anyway, and also also by the way, Darko one of the best fucking deathmatch wrestlers in the UK. What's it at him? He's fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't seen any of Darko's stuff until I saw him. Versus uh, Kira at NHB 32, I think it was, and I was very yeah. impressed. I'm always impressed when anybody does like death matches and trunks, you know. Like, oh like, yeah. yeah, that's a fearless he's man. Got his, he's got his, like, he's got his GI Joe trunks. But the thing is, it's like usually previously, I think he's sold his gear now. Mm-hmm. He he used to like wrestle sometimes his death matches and like sort of like. Sandman like pants. Like I think I've seen those. Pants. Actually, I think I saw he was selling those. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was genuinely gonna like, I was like, gonna message him and like, I was like, wait till payday, and then they sold. I was like, oh, <laughs> what can you? But no, but like, uh, stuff to do with rise. Um, like rise is probably the premier like deathmatch company in the UK. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Never mind what like TNT were doing. TNT were just they were like GW and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It was very, very good. Uh-huh. TNT and GW, I mean, they're Drew Parker, and uh, Joe was there and things like that, but Rise is the sort of, like, premier deathmatch promotion yeah. uh, in the UK, and fo- followed by Kumite. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, fucking hell. The, 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 those are the sort of three companies that do stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, in the UK, but I don't know. And you enjoy going to their shows? Like, uh, I've only ever... Like we were talking about deathmatch down under, I've only ever got to go to one show. Like I've I've had flights cancelled plenty of times. Like when I was trying to go to shows, you know, 
um, this next trip that I'm making over to see them and ICW will be like the most shows I've seen in a row. That's like four in a row, which will be killer. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be yeah, good. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, no, I mean. I mean, the, the last proper show I went to, apart from the Kumite one, was Rise done the uh, fucking the Outlaw, the Outlaw tournament. Mm-hmm. So secondary, yeah. like, tur- I mean, so I would say secondary is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. I'd say secondary is the wrong word because they usually have the games of death, yes. which we're having this year as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had Alex Colon over for that, and I was there all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I built a, like a saw board for Marcus Crane. And stuff, and I was uh, with the Deathmatch Outlaw guys. Yeah. I don't know if you've spoken to those guys before. I haven't. No, the guys of the Deathmatch Outlaws. No, they're 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 fucking good guys. Like it's like uh, you go into like into a building, mm-hmm. they're there like fourteen hours before anybody else, and it's it's not it's not just like taping up bundles. Yeah, it's like drilling and sawing and making contraptions and all sorts of shit. Yeah, making like scaffolds and everything. Yeah, like uh, Deathmatch Outlaws do do a good thing. Yeah. That's right. But um, but like, that, that that was that was the last show um we were at, and uh, that was the main event was Joe and Cologne, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I, I yeah. think I was on the stage for that. But yeah, but that that was the last like main big show, and then obviously there was all that bullshit that I told you about the people, the weed whackers, and the kids yes. show. Yeah, and it kind of like completely killed everything for a couple of months. Yeah, right. Slowed everything mm-hmm. right down. Yeah, yeah. All these pussies. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, what's what's yeah. a few bundles and weed whackers and kids? Who cares? It's hundred percent. I think I think more the problem isn't it. that it's the not advertising it is the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, yeah. Well, that, that's that's the whole point. It's, it's like it's like I couldn't care less. It's like you could do whatever you want in a show. I don't care. But if you're going to advertise death matches, make eighteen plus. Yeah. Just say that on the show yeah don't don't put it as family friendly entertainment and you're just like you know (laughs) family fuck family friendly uh family friendly wrestling i don't like that at all i know a a lot of the people who i'm I'm really good friends with are uh, involved in stuff like that yeah i don't want to see family friendly lesson no one no one cares i mean like not me anyway yeah i mean like i'm fine to go to those shows and i have a good time with it but now that like there's the opportunity to go to those 18 plus shows and and see that stuff. It's why I'll fly to the other side of the country because it's super fun. Why even bother? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, yeah. It's so much more exciting. Um, you had asked me, uh, in our notes, how I had sort of become involved with Deathmatch Down Under and and sort of related with those people. And I I I touched on it briefly, but that that was exactly exactly how I um yeah exists in the same Twitter versus Joel Bateman and Deathmatch Down Under. Uh, was announced. And I became super excited about it, and so I got him uh, onto the show. And we had a really fun chat. We got on great. Uh, I consider him a really good friend now. We we had an awesome time, and then I started doing more interviews um, after that. I, I don't remember when it was. We were on Facebook or something. Neil Diamond Cutter had posted something, yeah. and I replied, and he messaged me and was like, "Hey, you Joel's friend," and I was like, "Yeah." And then he goes, I just sent it. And then a video, like a voice message appears. And he goes, <laughs> hey, you're a cunt. <laughs> because he thinks it's hell funny, like the kind of things Australians say. We got talking yeah, back and thing forth. Is, it's the same in the UK. Danny DeManto gives me the same shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's every single time I'll call people cunts and stuff. 
and he always messaged me and he's like he's like he's like you he's like you're a good fucking cunt yeah and i'm yeah. like i'm like i don't know if they, i don't know if they understand Dude, like no they love it like, they love it joel joel bateman and i yeah. did uh an interview before he went on his american tour for the first time and we broke down the use of the c word in australian culture on a podcast and a lot of people love that episode. People say it'd be, it'd that it's be, it'd be more, it'd be more fucking, it'd be more fucking prevalent than it is here. Yeah, really. well, well, in America or in Australia? In no, Australia, no, I mean, it's I mean, fucking... I mean, in the UK, I mean, like you guys must say fucking cunt more than more than us. I don't know what you're cunting really? talking about, but uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we we drop it quite a lot. But no, we explain no, no, we explain no, 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 that it's like a term of endearment. Like, go listen to that. It's called I think it's called like Joel Bateman takes flight. I think was the name of the episode. Uh, but we talk about it a lot and quite a few people were like uh, sharing memes and stuff like me after listening to Faces Feels cast and it's like Larry David from Your <laughs> Enthusiasm like saying, cut, 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 yeah. like heaps. Yeah. Darren McCarty, uh, uh, NHL Hall of Famer, will constantly call me a cunt uh, whenever he can speak to me. Um, there's, yeah, oh, it's, really? yeah, yeah, it's just like... The thing, it, is, the thing is, is that, that's a good thing. Oh, he knows it's a term of endearment. That's the thing, right? Yeah. But uh, but that and so that got me talking to Neil. We did an interview together. I'd been talking to Cass for a while because he was out just before he did that tour, just mm. before, like, and they called it Deathmatch Down Under before the company well, he, really he's launched. Over a few guys as well. He is. He is. Yep. Uh, and we did an interview together, and that just sort of started the ball rolling. And I started speaking to different people. Uh, I did other interviews with people from Deathmatch down under jay and erin uh i did like a a dual interview with both of them damien rivers callan butcher um various people now york you know uh you mentioned um vic craig you know i try and speak to as many of the deathmatch down under crew as possible gore vixen you know and just uh Mm -hmm. touch by touch base with as many of them as as i can yeah Mm -hmm. gore gore like gore gore didn't interview though. Yeah, yeah. Deathmatch like, down under his heavyweight champion, terrifying gore. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, like, I know he is. I'm, I'm just saying, like, does he end like? Was he like happy to? Uh, I'm not sure Gore's ever happy. I don't know if that's the word you use to describe him. If you listen to to my interview with him, he's kind of a stern I, I, man. I, I you know what I mean? But him. he's a fucking he's a lad man. Like he's you uh, know he. He's like a serious weapon of a person, and he was okay. happy to just fucking talk some shit and kind of, you know, tell me about his life because he's a a trained human killer. You know, like he literally I, I, trains I people in martial arts. You know, like he moved to Thailand and like trained in martial arts for years and was like semi pro in UFC and in kickboxing and stuff. He's like an actual very dangerous person. Um, but yeah, it, that interview exists in the archive. So if anybody's interested and want to hear like the I'll, history I'll, of Gore, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I need, I need to watch that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the, the, main, the main person that I saw from DMTU, aside from obviously all the deathmatch guys that I really liked was a uh, lucky Hendricks. Yes. It was fucking money. Yeah, he, he uh, that, awesome. that 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 to me is like it, it sounds it sounds like it's like a cliche. It's like the person that's in a company that does violence that hates the violence. I know it's so it's good, like, right? Only from ECW and it's 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 the stories all the time. But yeah. like, uh, I love Lucky Hendricks. I think he's so fucking money. He's money, 
Uh, and I, I've I've not seen him since the the cage uh, yeah thing the emu war games the great emu war games yeah. uh, he it was, it, was, it was a good match I I saw yeah it was amazing he um he was live in the house when I went to not here to fuck spiders and they had that like Lockie Hendricks celebration kind of thing and he comes on it's like <laughs> yeah and he's wearing really the, it was so fucking funny um, dude. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a i'm a big fucking fan of that i'm a big fan of yeah. that yeah and i i haven't had a chance to watch the whole show back because i was like there i don't know whether they showed you but the the deathmatch wrestlers and the anti-deathmatch party were fighting the entire night like you'd be in the crowd having a beer yeah. and then one of them would run through and punch somebody and then they'd be brawling in the crowd yeah, and no, shit. No, like no, it was they, all they, night. They, they, I don't I don't think I don't think they showed I don't I don't think they don't showed think it either, but like it was literally for the crowd. It was happening the entire yeah, night. Anytime like I'm briefly speaking to Joel and he goes, Oh yeah, man, and then and then suddenly a fucking anti deathmatch party dude comes through and fucking king hits him from behind and then he's him and Vic Craig are brawling with the anti deathmatch guys in the fucking crowd amongst all the punters and stuff. It was a great night. It was really epic. I can't. No, it was, no, it awesome. Yeah, Deathmatch death match Down Under shows are fucking awesome. Um, so what else have we got here? Some of the other things we wanted to touch on briefly were the garbage wrestler stigma in Deathmatch wrestling. Um, it's not something that I have really cared about or ever... Uh, experienced or you know or anything like that i know that people have said that i don't feel it's the same way maybe it was like that in the past and maybe i can watch old clips of shitty wrestlers i mean we tried to watch uh me and Corey from deathmatch worldwide that may be a segue for later um reviewed uh the original king of the death matches an actual podcast oh, that will, yeah but the podcast will yeah. never see the light of day because my <laughs> system fucked up and the interview was lost i never like so we never got to release that but that was rough going and besides like pondo who was like a shining light in that tournament it was like pretty rough and so i could see how people would have maybe given some of those guys that stigma i don't think that's correct today and i think anybody that watches you know any of the high ranking you know trending kind of shows that happen today i don't think you could ever say that so when I was, uh, this was the day after. So for all, what's it called? The Clash of the Castle. We were there. Me and my friends were there. Yep. Drinking, doing whatever. We were there the next day. All Out was on. The next night. Yep. Uh, there was some a pub quiz. The original and, uh, All Out? There, the, are you, you talking about the original All Out? Was that the time frame? Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it was so the, it was, like, we were there for Clash of the Castle. It was mm-hmm. the Saturday. Yep. I think. And then the next day would have been all out was on, but we we were in a pub to watch it. Yeah. But I ended up going outside for a cigarette, and it, somebody was arguing with me. Mm-hmm. And like, bear in mind, right? now I I'd have been drinking for about sixteen hours, and I'd have had some other sort of like, uh, some sort of like uh, enhancement. Enhancement. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what do you say? Right, somebody was arguing with me outside, saying they were like they were like deathmatch wrestling's not wrestling, and they were like, uh, "What they say?" They were like, uh, "They were like Nick Gage isn't a wrestler." They were like, "Nick Gage isn't a fucking wrestler." So, in, uh, unbeknownst to me, start swinging. Or, I'll, be, or, I'll be opening up. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was, I was like thrown out of like where we were, and stuff, and uh, 
I'm, I'm not. I'm not proud of it, but like. Uh, <laughs> oh, so it got to I, that. No, it got. Gen- you got no, aggressive. No, but genuinely, like it really, it really, really made me angry because I was like, I was like, man, I was like, you don't know fucking nothing, and I, I was very, very drunk though. Yeah. I was. I was like, why not? <laughs> I was like, I was like, why not come up to me when you're like mildly sober and yeah. I'm sober, and then we can chat about wrestling. But no, but like he was like spitting on deathmatch wrestling and giving Nick Gage a hard time and stuff and. Uh, you just Nothing hit him with a bundle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the man, it's, it's like, it's fucking like half past four in the morning. Yeah. I've been drinking since half past 11. I'm like, oh, well. You're well, like, this is MDK all day, bitch, and you're about to learn all yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But <laughs> yeah. it was just like, it was just his, his sort of like, what's the word for it? His sort of snippy nature of being like, that's not wrestling. I was yeah. like, who the fuck are you speaking to? And then, then, then it went on from there and there. And I thought, but Which is always people, a really funny look, argument to me because when people like come at me about anything to, to do with that, I'm like, you know, it's all a work, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. Exactly. Like, spare me. But uh, I mean, you know, uh, dramas and stuff aside, I think it's pretty clear that, I mean, we're in the golden age of deathmatch wrestling right now. Like, it's oh, never yes. been better. It's never been ex- more accessible. It's never been more popular. Um, and like I said, when I first got into it, it it's just something different that stood out to me. Um, and ironically enough, like a, a lot of people think that I would maybe like Deathmatch because of the blood and and things like that. But it's actually the opposite for me. I hate that stuff. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But the risk... You don't the, like blood. The, I mean, I it's fine. Like, and it definitely adds to the match. But I'm not just like, yes, let's see a motherfucker bleed. That's not really the story for me. You know what I mean? The story for yeah, me yeah. is the deep water. Like it's yeah, the yeah, it's yeah. the fight that keeps going and gets more and more dangerous, and the risks and the adrenaline increases, and then we get to a place where there's. Uh, a crescendo of violence. You know what I mean? And that's what really gets me into it. But I'm not like, I can't wait to see who will bleed the most. That's not really what I care about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I know yeah. there are fans that are that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like maybe my motivations are a bit different than, than some others. You know what I mean? I, but I, I, th- I think that the fans that are like that are the sort of people that keep it alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're <laughs> the ones that, that carried like, it all the like, way through. If, yeah, absolutely. If, if, if there wasn't people, if there wasn't people, like, praying for violence every day, like, death <laughs> it wouldn't exist, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. And I'm not, I'm not talking shit about anybody. And I'm saying everybody has, like, their own reasons for it. But I, like, mm. and especially since I've got to know deathmatch wrestlers and interview them and stuff, it can get pretty fucking stressful. Like if I'm honest, like when oh, I man. when I watched uh, Cologne and Callan wrestle directly in front of me, you know, in the main event of oh, Not yeah, Here yeah. to Fuck Spiders, yeah. and they're two people that I now Good consider match. friends, amazing match. But there was a couple of points there when I thought they really fucking hurt, you know, and they're now my friends, and I'm like, I don't want to see Callan die. You know what I mean? Is kind of the thing. And I'm like, I'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you think. But you have those moments in that where you're like, 
what what am I doing? Why am I watching this? But the fucking it, but then when 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 he gets up again and it fucking starts going and stuff like that, and you're he hitting on the barricade knows, and stuff. Yeah, he knows how to work the crowd. You know? Exactly, exactly, and th- that's what it is. You know what I mean? It's it's that adrenaline rush, and it's the like uh, nonstop nature of it, and the yeah, the build and the acceleration of violence. I think that I really like, and the risk of it all because it is yeah, you know can be like pretty hectic. Oh yeah. Yes. How about you though, man? I mean, like you know, like you say it's it's one thing watching these wars on TV and stuff. You obviously go live, you've become friends with these wrestlers and stuff. How is it when you go to like Rise or Kumite and you see your now friends, you know, risking themselves? Uh, I would say it's a uh... It's, it's a different thing. It's like uh, it's like th- there's nothing in Scotland aside from I, I know Iceman and like Jack are gonna moan at me if I don't say it. Uh, Pro Two did do a you uh, a Scottish Death Match in air uh-huh. for Pro Two Wrestling. So go and do that. It's because they, they'll somebody will moan at me for that. <laughs> but no, it's uh, uh, I, 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 I fuck it. I fucking love it. I, I just yeah. I just want I just want. Uh, Rise is the sort of premier deathmatch wrestling mm-hmm. thing in, in the UK, mm-hmm. bar none. I mean, I know that uh, we had TNT uh-huh. and GCW. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I assume, I assume you, you saw some of that. Mm-hmm. I know I know that, uh, yeah. that Clint was the TNT Extreme Champion, was it? Uh, and yeah, I, I know he, Alex he took that. I don't know whether he still... Does Cologne still have it or did he win it back or... Uh, Clint, Clint beat Alex for the thing, but there was like there's this 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 big massive show, mm-hmm. uh, like three shows in a row, and uh, I mean they 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 did they, the thing is just like annoys me because it's like it feels like so petty to criticize it. Yeah, it genuinely feels so petty to criticize it. But it's like uh, Big Joe was there. Big Joe was there. Big Joe said on one of those shows he was on the NGI. Uh-huh. And he was he was like ah, oh, and then Johnny Morrock came in. Johnny Morrock said that blah, blah blah. Anyway, that that was TNT. But like for Rise, like the last like Rise show that I was at was um, the Outlaw Tournament, which Alex Cologne was at. Mm-hmm. And uh, now the next show I'm going to is October, so April to October. Yeah, that's a long a fucking a time to not run a yeah. show. Mm-hmm. But it but anyway. Did you well, guys? Like, uh, did you I'm, guys like have additional restrictions and stuff like that due to COVID or during that time? Or it was more due to the the people that I told you before that fucked up with the weed oh, backers that are chosen. Yeah. From. Okay. Yep. 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 It was exactly. all, all all due to like the, the council, mm-hmm. the council and people and Mona and things like that. Yeah. But right. hey, anyway, all all that stuff's kind of like on the back burner now. Yeah. Uh, now we've got uh, the biggest show in Rise's history, Rise of Die, uh-huh. uh, and we've got something you might not know called uh, Leonardo Darwin. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Darwin? Oh, wait, <sighs> did, did he have something to do with Big Joe sort of earlier in his career? Like, was. Yeah. Yes, like yeah. Joe was sort of his original bodyguard, which sort of led to him yes. not wearing pants yes. and that. Oh like, yeah, so. Yeah. He I know, is, I know, I know. My, like, I, I I know I know I know it, it might moan at me anyway. He's my favorite wrestler anyway. So like, so rise or die. Before. He's kind of like a Lockie Hendricks type character as well, isn't he? Like from the way I understood it, it's yeah. that same vibe, like that whiny, like heel sort of bullshit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he 
but he's like, oh man, oh, you, you, all, all I'm going to say to you is go and look at uh, Leonardo Darwin. That's what I'm going to say. Well, Joe did, did send me some some clips like uh, of him and Leonardo Darwin, which I really loved, and there was like some. English idol guy like singing who was like his dad or something. It was insane, (laughs) but I fucking loved it. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but this is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what is this? (laughs) Wagner is Leonardo Darwin's father. In real life or just like character? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Character, but he's actually a singer like in real life or something, right? Uh, Well, I mean, he was on like some sort of fucking like pop idol. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is he like actually shit? He's like not a good singer, or no, he's terrible. <laughs> no, why would anybody want like no, that, 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 that's like that's like half the point. But anyway, but like but like uh, uh, Rise of Die is October sixteenth. It's on Sunday. Oh. I'm there. I'm sponsoring the show. My fucking logo's on the canvas, Mate. and I'm waiting until like fifteen years later when they dig up the canvas. And I can cut it off and put it on my wall. Bro, bro, I got. Hang on, where is he? I got to show you something. This is just interrupting the show. Okay, cool. Where is it? Oh, it's so deep. I'm going in. Just fucking up the entire situation. That's you can just vamp while I find this. If I fall and break my neck now, it's on you. It's already filmed. It's fine. Nice Zubas. Yeah. They're not Zubas. They're He-Man pajamas. They're sick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. So. Oh, fuck yeah, man. That's cool as fuck. So that is from the first Dream Tournament. Beautiful. I, 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 I did remember seeing that. That's in the Arrow and Swanson, isn't it? Yeah, that was in one of the corners for uh, the Deathmatch Down Under Dream Tournament. Um, and then you would have seen, I, I didn't actually know this was going to happen, but in the Dream Tune Tournament, you can see my logo in the entrance, which was really cool as well. I didn't know yep, that was going to happen. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know when it's going to happen, but I will be the centre logo of the new canvas when that happens, like their thing. And it made me regret having my fucking face as the logo because <laughs> it's going to look like I, that, I think it's my own want, promotion. It's like, it's like, it's like when, when I, I, got, I get my shit on the thing and like, I'm like, fair enough, like put blood in it, yeah. cover it in blood. Like yeah. I, I just, I'm waiting for when uh, Daniel Dockerty, the guy who runs fries, yeah. just to cut it up eventually and yeah. then just I'll, Put it on my wall. That is a bit bloody, that one. Like, <laughs> to be honest. Man, you should try and sell that. No, I want it. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to stretch it and put it on a fucking thing. It's my very first, like, ever sponsor thing I ever did. So I'm going to... I'm going to make... Yeah, it's going to be killer. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to put <laughs> it, but but it's going to be dope. Um. But, yeah, it's super fun to, like, you know, help these people and support what you like, you know, and to to give back to them because they give us so much. It's, like, pretty killer. Um, did you... There's so few companies in the world, like, aside from, like, America, uh-huh. 
ridiculous. In America, you've got like uh, Slave to Death match that Neil was in like last week. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that and review that like next week. It's like there's tournaments like every week. Yeah, but like for Australia and the UK, like we don't have that much death matches. No, all the time. You know what I mean? No, especially here. The fact that we've had like two, like now, is like crazy. And then also, uh, I mean, there's no way I can get over for it, which is a real shame. But uh, Vic Craig just announced they're about to do like a, um, you know, New Zealand tournament yeah, coming New up Zealand as well, one, yeah. which, which is awesome, you know. And he can follow that kind of blueprint of deathmatch down under, and and do uh, the same thing for. It's, it's it's just it's just like one more reason to want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would almost say the main <laughs> reason to want to go to New Zealand, but <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, no, I don't know. I mean, it's like, well, my girlfriend said, "I say I'm going to New Zealand now. Lord of the Rings and blah blah." And I'm like, not really. And now I'm like, oh well, whoa. Yeah. Heathen combat matches. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna be yeah, so pissed off cool. when yeah, you go I, there I, and then she I, figures I only, out. I only go places. I only go places if there's like death matches. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it sounds like petty. And stuff like that, but like I only go like I, I, like I only want to go places where I can see some blood and violence. That's <laughs> it. Well, speaking of going places and uh, blood and violence, you and I actually may get to catch up in the same place because there's a music festival coming up that your favourite band of all time, Tism, who are an Australian band Tism. that I could not believe that you knew. Tism stands for This Is Serious Mum who like yes. finished up back in like 2005 are coming back and are playing what's the name of the festival again I've already forgotten oh can I can't even remember the can't name even remember either, an Australian yeah. festival I'm going and you're like I've bought tickets and I'm going because I want to see Tism and I'm like bro I'm going yeah, to that festival man. which is crazy Tism Tism are Tism are a band that and and this and this like whatever it was changed my life genuinely. It was say, uh, do you know who the Brian Johnson massacre are? Yes. Mm-hmm. And there, were, there was there was an interview with him, and it was say uh, Adam Newcomb. He was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he was like, he was like Tism, and he was like, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, who are these? Who are these? Who are these Tism people? And then, <laughs> then after that, now like I've got like fucking. 14 vinyls in my house and all that sort of shit. You're, you're like a super fan. See, I knew them and they were like sort of part of Australian culture, but I like not like the level of fandom you have. And it was called the Good Things Festival is what it is. Yes. And it's in like, I think it's in November. So we've got tickets. We're flying in, literally going to the festival and then flying out the next morning, coming back to see um, Offspring in Perth again. So it's like, just like, you know, Fine, back and forth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's going to be brutal. On, but... Honestly, it's it's like to me, it seems very untism of them to do a show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the sort of thing. Like you thought they'd they like do. just never come back ever again. No, no, I have hundred percent because the one of the lead singers is uh, Damien Kill, mm-hmm. and I, I speak to him a lot of time. Uh, he's a Three bands since then. Oh, really? And uh, he's also got. All, I've got all his vinyls and everything since then. Uh, yeah. So, uh-huh. have you ever seen them live before? Tism. Yeah. No. No. D- uh, no. No. Yeah, I was telling you uh, before when we we had spoken that I've seen them live once before, 
and they played in Perth. Oh. They were all like, you know, all the members were there. If anybody's ever seen Tism, there's many, many members, you know, live on stage. And they're, they're playing and there's all the people playing bands, but then there's just like in the band, but then there's just people dancing as well. So they're all masked yeah. people. Yeah, it's, and there's it's, people, they've got torches and they're, they're dancing. They're very, very choreographed dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And they were crowd surfing and stuff into the crowd. Yeah. And one of them crowd surfed in the crowd. And my friend Dylan, who was like holding them up, pulled his mask away. They always hide their faces so they don't know who it is. Pulled his mask off his head and the guy covered his face and he got out. And then they just had many spare masks. But then Dylan just had a tism mask on for like the rest of the night while we're all drinking. And then we're like in the taxi on the way home and he's wearing the tism mask and shit. It was so awesome. Ah. So cool, man. It was so cool. <laughs> so cool, man. Honestly, like Tism were like a a, a, a different a different thing. I, I remember it was it was like like two years ago or something. Yeah. I messaged uh, Damien Kill, who's like one of the guys. Yeah. From Tism, and I was I was like I was like this before wrestling or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was I was like I was like, can I use like your music? Yeah. Like for this, mm-hmm. and he messaged me and he was like, I was like, I was like yeah. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. So fine. So fine. But he's like, don't even mention me. And I was like, I was like, oh. yeah, cool. Still, man. Honestly, yeah, one of the best bands of all time. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hopefully, you do end up getting over, and we'll get to uh, drink a few I, beers I, in person. Too. That would be epic. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And ho- hopefully BMDU are running like some sort of show at that. Point. See, that's what I was getting at. If the timing works out correctly. You hear this, Joel Bateman? You, to you run at the same be, time as the Good Things Festival. Must be some Surely, surely they must be. So we'll get it. We'll get them on it. Um, okay. Final points that we had. We want to talk about Deathmatch Worldwide. We briefly touched on them briefly uh, before, but we both love them. Uh, Deathmatch Worldwide sponsors your show. How did you make Corey? Um, it was just. Through through messaging, it was just uh, it was one of these things where uh, during lockdown as well, where you're, you're like you're like somebody you're like somebody who gives a fuck about stuff like that I yeah. care about, uh-huh. and he's actually making t-shirts about stuff that I care about. genuinely. That's all it was, and then uh, then I started messaging him. Uh, nah, Corey's a fucking awesome guy. He is, man. Um, yeah. And uh, he's 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 been very very nice to me, and. Uh, for him yeah he, he's genuinely one of my really really good friends we talk very regularly and i probably met him very similar to you uh after i did my interview with neil diamond cutter i wanted to buy a neil shirt show support uh i did and then sort of had like a positive interaction with Corey via email you know thanks for your purchase i'm gonna send in a couple of weeks whatever it was and we got talking and i was like man i'm doing interviews with people now i've now done a couple you know um, if you want to come on and promote Deathmatch Worldwide, we could do that. And he was like, yeah. And so we did that. And it was one of the only interviews that we we had our chat. And then after the chat finished, we just kept talking like for ages. Like I was doing my shopping and I had him on my mobile phone, like in my headphones. And we were just like talking as I was running my errands and shit for hours. You know what I mean? Like was, we just vibed hell well. Uh, and so, yeah, we've been super good friends uh, since that day. And then, um, yeah, and I've been getting merch off him a bit since then. In fact, I have a package on the way now. Corey assures me it's the heaviest he's ever sent because I did my order of like my four or five shirts, whatever it was, just before the American postal system stopped shipping to Australia. 
during COVID. So we had like a year before he could ship to me again. And I was like, that's okay. Just leave it in the corner and just keep adding to the pile. And so occasionally I'd message him, like he'd share something and I'd be like, add it to the pile, meaning like just pile that fucking shirt on with all the others and we'll just do it, you know, sort it all out at the end. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think it's been, it was in Sydney, like, I don't know, a week ago and it still hasn't made its way to WA. So I'll get it eventually. But uh, yeah, it's like six pounds, whatever that is in kilos. I don't know. But, <laughs> but he says it's by a couple of pounds the most he's ever sent. <laughs> Heavy ass. <laughs> have you have you ordered quite a bit of stuff from him? Oh, uh, oh fucking hell. I, I can't remember now. Uh, I mean, it was two or three things. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh-huh. I mean, they're always like at least five or six t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, uh, fucking uh, Corey, to me anyway, is like, I, I started speaking to him like years and years ago. I can't remember even when. Yeah. But like, it was always like, uh, somebody's doing something. Yeah. Somebody's doing something with something I like. Yeah. And I'm like, I always, I always enjoy that. It's so rare it happens, right? <laughs> it's a, it can be like a very solitary fandom being a wrestling fan you know i know it is here for me in australia you know so i don't know how it is in the uk but not many people are into the same kind of shit that i am that's true that's true mm-hmm. i did not know you were into new japan yeah no <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you haven't gone all the way back to episode one then <laughs> revealing the fact that you haven't but that's okay um uh, I also, uh, if you didn't know, any, are you into New Japan or primarily Deathmatch Wrestling? Uh, if somebody gives me a match, I'm, 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 I'm happy to watch it. You like wrestling, I'll be but watching, you don't have to. Yeah, right, right. Well, anybody who is into New <laughs> Japan and watching this. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, I, don't, I don't need to be a dick about it. No, no, no. Sorry. It's totally fine. I would never uh, expect anybody to like the things that I like or, or need them to. You know what I mean? After like an entire mm-hmm. lifetime of having nobody else in Australia know what wrestling is, I really don't give a fuck. To the truth. <laughs> I just like what I like. But anybody else who does like New Japan, I do have a second podcast called Okada Shorts that I uh, do with a friend of mine That's named Curtis, name. who's actually from England. Thank you. We thought it was funny. Uh, I said to my wife, I'm like, what should I call it? And she's like, you should just call it after like something that everybody in New Japan loves, like Okada Shorts. And I was like, and that's it. Right there. <laughs> so so uh, when um, I guess I guess the very last thing that then we we need to touch on then is is the most prominent news in deathmatch wrestling at the moment: the deathmatch wars, XPW versus ICW, no holds barred. It's all in the news. People are moving shows. These guys are trading barbs back and forth. I was not a fan in the days of CZW drama and, and different things that were going on. How's this been for you and what uh, is your opinion? Because I, I'm very much of the opinion that, like, you know, uh, high tides raise all boats. I think the more business for the wrestlers and all that kind of stuff is good. I want everybody in there. And I think the drama of a war, so to speak, is perfect. So whether it, whether it's a work or not, it's, I, it would help I, both customers. <laughs> I genuinely don't think that a war is a good thing. No, no. I think that there's, like, I genuinely know, like, uh-huh. I, 
You ever heard of a little thing called the Monday Night Wars at all? No, no, my God, no. For the love of fucking Jesus. I think it's just like when they they did that thing, they were like, uh, NHB were running in Texas. Yeah. And uh, fucking XBW running in New Jersey, the Hot Ballroom. Mm -hmm. And then NHB changed suddenly. They did. They were going to run the show. The thing is, I'm going to be watching the NGI. Uh I'm only watching the NGI because Big Joe's there, uh-huh. and like, so so what? Like, uh, it's. Do you, do you, you, do you find it annoying that like, uh, like everybody starts to like run on the same days in competition? Then you've got to pick between the different things. Is that is that it? Hate it. I've got three PTs. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <It doesn't matter. laughs> I, I, I don't care and, and, and if and yeah. if I was to pick a certain company, I would pick GCW because Big Joe's there. I pick I, I don't pick companies based on, you know Yeah. Whatever. You pick it based Joe's on the wrestlers. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. I, I pick because Big Joe's there. Yeah. Big Joe's against Joey Murdoch at the fucking NGI. Yeah. Who gives a flying fuck about these fucking idiots? But <laughs> then again, they've got fucking the Bev against Dirty Ron. So, see, the thing is, it's kind of different for you and me, right? Because we're not in the race of buying a ticket to the show, which is what the whole thing's about, right? Like running yeah. on the same days, taking those fans from other people and things like that. We're streaming everything, so it doesn't really fucking matter, you know? Like, And yeah. half the time it's like 8 in the morning when I'm at work or whatever anyway, so I'm, it's so rare I can watch it live. So it doesn't really affect me, and I can kind of watch everything delayed streaming, and it doesn't affect me. For the American fans who are in there, where they've literally got to vote with their dollars and choose between them, I know people who have bought tickets to both shows. They're not planning to go to both, but they want to support both companies. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty intense. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I ain't buying two tickets but, to nothing. But, but, I suppose so, but the, the main thing is that they should go and see the NGI. Is is that literally the same weekend as well? Yes, it's the same day. Mm. The, the, the NGI 7 is the same day as the big XPW NHB thing. Yeah, right. Was the ICW Texas show the same day as well, or was it? Elsewhere, or was it another day? The ICW Nose Bar Texas show was cancelled and now they have put yeah. it forward to New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, when it was running, was so, that going to be the same day or was it going to be like the yeah, next week yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was going to be the same day. So basically, they've kind of fucked over the Texas fans uh-huh. and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. We're just going to run a show here now in some sort of building. Yeah. It's- Pretty bad. You're not a fan. I'm a, I'm an ICW knows bar mark yeah. uh, and it, through and through, but I don't like people who just like. I feel bad for the Texas fans. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like, well, they've paid money and they're waiting and they they paid money to go and see their show and they yeah. can't even. Ah, it's terrible. Well, I mean, that's bad. I mean, I, I can say I feel bad for the Australian fans i.e. me, because I was going to see Schlack. He was announced. You know what I mean? That was yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the stuff happened with, you know, that, that, the that's, LA that's stuff. That's Danny Demanto's fault. Yeah, he, 
he pulled the plug on it, uh, obviously, to make a statement. Uh, but then the well, only, that, only people well, that really that, get punished well, are the fans, right, which is, a, which is a real shame because I was very much looking forward to seeing my friend in real life and also like yeah, uh, and see, and yeah. seeing the and seeing them wrestle, you know, uh, and I feel like he would have been a real big selling point for tickets. Slack is one of the biggest names so. in fans as well. It's like like next week, Slack is away to Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. for for GCW. Yes, Slack's away to Japan for GCW, and he's already making money. So okay. yeah, that's all good. Exactly right. If it uh if it wasn't the way it was in Japan at the moment, I'd fly over to Japan to go see it because those shows would be absolutely killer. But how how do, you, how do you have such a like a a thing to Japan? Uh, it's pretty close to Japan. Like uh, like yeah, as far as far as things go, you know, you can get like direct flights basically, or at least one stopover. It's a lot closer than like America. And things like that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's still an international flight, but for the right, uh, right event, I would how, be. How, how much? How much though? Oh fuck! I, I mean, in the golden era of like being able to go there before COVID and stuff like that, we've had some cheap flights there, man. Like you know, seven hundred and fifty bucks, like to Japan and, and things like that. That's what it cost me to just go to the other side of Australia, you know? But, yeah, man, it's like uh, it, it's definitely not super cheap to get there and at the moment not super fun because you've got to have a chaperone and do all this stuff. But that's going to be ending in October. And, uh, we, yeah, we've never been afraid to travel for wrestling that we really wanted to see. Plus, we would have the extra bonus of being in Japan again, which would be killer. So if all those restrictions had ended in time to go see GCW and, you know, see those shows and, you know, uh, catch Slack live and, you know, all they, all these dudes that would have been super killer, but not meant to be, but it doesn't mean it will never be meant to be, you know, it'd be really cool. And I hope you get the opportunity to go to Japan one time as well, because it's, well, one time is all you need to be hooked. Cause it's a, it's really yeah. a great place. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, I want to thank you for your time, dude. It's been super fun hanging out with you. It's uh, 3.30 a.m. Uh, Perth, West Australia. It's about time for me to get some sleep and fucking uh, do something responsible like uh, get up tomorrow and get fitted for a wedding, I think is the plan, which uh, I don't want to do. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, nah, it's been... Awesome fun, dude. It's been super fun hanging out, and I'm glad you did that work of uh, running down a little list for us to work out and give us a whole bunch of topics. So, uh, Obviously, anybody watching this on Bleeding Gums or or seeing it on the thing but will know where to find you, but tell uh, any of the Faces Feels listeners where to find Bleeding Gums. Just go on YouTube, type in Bleeding Gums. Mm-hmm. best thing to do is type in Bleeding Gums GCW because the minute you type in Bleeding Gums, it just comes up loads of like, like fucking like cunts like yeah I did bleeding gums wrestling that works pretty well bleeding gums wrestling yeah, works pretty yeah. well bleeding gums wrestling or whatever yeah eventually I'll get to the point where I can just type in bleeding gums and it'll just work you'll just be the, the but, icon yeah yeah maybe maybe <laughs> but for anybody who hasn't seen the channel uh, all sorts of fun recap videos and things like that as well as uh, Andrew just like you know running down his weekend of deathmatch stuff and uh, shows he's seen and things that he's liked and stuff. It's a, a really good watch. And uh, 
for anybody watching this who is not familiar with uh, my channel, it's at Faces Feels Cast. You can find us on social media everywhere uh, and on all of the, you know, podcasting places, Spotify, iTunes, etc., etc., uh, to listen to many of the interviews that you've heard us talk about today uh, with mostly deathmatch wrestlers that uh, I've been lucky Fuck enough yes. to give me my, my time. Our most recent uh, episode that I just released tonight was with the Kirk Dynasty, the pairing and, you know, the couple that is uh, Casey Kirk and Brandon Kirk, the American Deathmatch champion and the Danny Havoc hardcore champion. As they drive to a baseball game, I'm on the phone talking to them and learning how it started and where it all has ended up. So, yeah, it was a fun, quick podcast I did with them recently and a lot more exciting interviews on the way. Anything else you've got to spruik, my man? All I'm going to say is uh, go to Rise, uh, Rise or Die, October's, October 16th, which is a Sunday, buy tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm sponsoring it. The guy that's uh, Explosion Apparel sponsoring it. Mm-hmm. Go and fucking see that show. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. My fucking amazing main of fucking event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, have Rise got up a streaming platform yet, or are they going to be on YouTube once that's dropped? That's not for me to say. He doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would, I would love, I would love for Rise to have something like that. Anyway, yeah. Support Rise's Patreon. Score Rise's Patreon. Yeah. Pay like a couple, yeah. couple of bucks a month. Yeah. Pay for them. We're not here to spoon you feed you, motherfuckers. Figure out where to watch it. It's not on us. You guys you just got to do it. So, get a plane ticket. Do what you need to do to watch that show. Be absolutely banging. And also in October, check out ICW No Holds Barred. And Deathmatch Down Under's four shows on their Australian tour um, from the 14th. Yeah, yeah. Your boy's going to be in the house, and it is going to be an awesome time. Watch out for any interviews I may drop leading up to that and then after that because it's going to be a good time. Dude, fucking good hanging out with you, man. We'll have to do this again sometime. Man. Absolutely. Perfect, man. Thank that, you. That sounds like a legendary plan. All right. So for... The amazing bleeding gums and four faces and feels. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and fucking deathmatch wrestling. Those jobs are not for him. He turns into a real estate agent who believes in discipline. The guy who's first to use cocaine, the wild boy breaking free. He'll end up in a court of law as a prosecuting QC. Remember the school captain? Success was a matter of time. I can hear her now as she screams. Greg, you missed the stop sign. Forget Snoop Doggy Dog. Forget Old Ice Tea. The true word out on the streets is produced by the DAC. What's the use of striving?
What a bad. I just decided to surprise you with that at the end. I was still recording it. I was like,